it's utterly ridiculous how we've got to 10 months into a pandemic and only now is testing being mandatory. It would be so detrimental to thousands and thousands to not have something to look forward to at the weekend. I applied for a job at Betfred today. Hello and welcome to the first episode in 2021 of the Rematch Podcast. I'm Dan and I'm joined by Adam, Sam and Cam. On today's episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. We haven't exactly planned anything, so we're just going to go with the flow and talk until one of us thinks of an excuse to leave the Zoom call. Hope you enjoy it. Is it too late to say Happy New Year, lads? Yes. I think so, yeah. It was, yeah, it was too, too late on the 2nd of Jan because me and Adam were debating it for commentary, so it's definitely too late for the 18th. <laughs> <laughs> so have we already broke our New Year's resolutions? I didn't make any, did you? Did you not make this, yeah? Have you ever? Uh, they're not like massive ones, like maybe go to the gym a bit more, healthy eating, just the traditional ones, pick up the guitar. Um, put down again. Like, yeah, yeah, put it down again. <laughs> they're not massive major ones, like I'm only going to start wearing blue or let's go vegan for a year. But... <laughs> Tom, you strike me as a guy who comes up with a lot of New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I always wear blue. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, I, sorry, mate, I, I didn't even think about it. They, it didn't even, I didn't even make a decision to not make New Year's resolutions. That's how little I, I cared about it. Um, because there's not much you can do, unfortunately, is there? Like Sam said, they're like, go to the gym. Can't, can't go to the gym now, unfortunately. Not not for a while. And, you know, football, you know, playing football, you can't play football. You can't really do any sport apart from running or anything on your own. So there's not much... Not, there's not much fun in the world at the minute, so hopefully we can bring a bit of joy. And hopefully people's New Year's resolution can be to uh, listen to more podcasts, specifically this one. <laughs> nice plug. I, I <laughs> that. What about you, Adam? Anything? Not really. Just just another day, wasn't it, really, this year for a, for a change? Didn't really feel any different to just like today no. or, or yesterday or, or probably tomorrow. Can't believe it's already middle of, middle of January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a naff start to the year, really, hasn't it? And pr- I think the last podcast we did, were we locked down? Because I do forget this, because we've been locked down that many times now, I can't even remember. I think I we were so, on no. the verge of... No, 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 no I don't think we were. I think and we're then, all individually in Tier 4. Yes. I can't remember them yeah. days. Unless yeah. you go 100 <laughs> metres down my road and then you were Tier 2, but I was yeah. Tier 4. <laughs> yeah. So... um how we caught we're being stuck back inside, even though we were kind of inside anyway. But now it feels forced a bit more, doesn't it? Mm. I think so. I think. I think. Well, I'm doing okay. I've been quite injury prone actually. Since, ever since, oh, ever since oh, injury oh. leg. Yeah, but what's changed, Cam? <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. No, I've I've, I've not been. I've only ju- just today my ear has popped after two and a half weeks of it being <laughs> one pop. No, I'm in mean, your ear. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Left, left or left right? One. The, me, listen, me listening here, as you can see on my headphones. Me are the ones for talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's turning your headphones around. Well, yeah, but then... Oh, actually, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> wait, I, oh, wait, no, wait, wait, one second. This might make a really bad noise, so I apologise apologize for this. Oh, that's better, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's a lot better. Let's carry on with it. It, right, it, 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 doesn't, turn, it doesn't turn all the way, so that, there you go. I, ah, I can't turn enough. around. Fair enough. Yeah. I, d- I didn't really expect that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just going to put it out there. I think I've had a worse start to the year than I'll use. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> probably right. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I'm currently in isolation. Touch wood, fingers crossed, everything's okay with my family. But um, my brother currently has COVID. He's in the other room, not too far from here. And it's quite scary, to be honest. It does feel like there's a devil on the other side of the door a little bit. Um, you know, like when you're a kid and there's a monster under the bed, it's literally like that. And my house has just been turned completely upside down. We're all isolating from each other in rooms. I haven't really left this room other than to go to the bathroom. Um, it's pretty... It's pretty weird. I mean, our, our mum and dad, they, they bring our food up and they knock on my door. And uh, every day when they knock, it's you wonder what the hell's behind the door. It's like, oh, is it, is it, is it um, breakfast? Is it, is it tea? I don't know what time of the day it is anymore or anything. It's, it's pretty mental. Is it what you um, imagine a prison cell would be like? Yeah, literally. It, it, it's, it's a bit wild. And 
I tell you what, when you open the door though, Luke sometimes opens his door first and you, all you hear is a, oh, when it's like just a, a glass of water when he's like hungry and he wants like a, a chocolate bar or something. And it's, it's, it's a bit like, ooh, what's behind the door? Like, it was, there, was there a TV show? Like, I, I, I was going to say that. There's a game yeah. show in that. <laughs> <laughs> there is, isn't there? Um, yeah, so it's been, it's been pretty crazy. But what I was wanting to talk to you about, imagine lockdown and isolation back in, say, the 70s, without technology, what would you do? What, what, Probably not a podcast, man. No, definitely not a podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a bit crazy, because we, we are quite, in a way, I know it's not lucky to have a pandemic in any way, it's absolutely awful, but we're quite lucky in the fact that we have all this technology around us to still talk to people, there's football on every day, there's all this entertainment online, there's, there's TV series, there's there's all sorts you can do. What would they do in the seventies? Read a book. Yeah, potentially. I mean, if, if it was book. in the seventies and you didn't have technology, then you might not be in a lockdown because how would you broadcast that to the whole nation? <laughs> yeah, Sam, that is a good. Cool. <laughs> 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 like Bronze Age. You should have three ways <laughs> no, of radios no, and telephones. Like, <laughs> they'd be like, yeah, radios and telephones, but it's not as instant and everywhere you go, is it? You can't talk to someone from down the street who. Yeah. might not have heard that information yeah. you probably have like have have streets bubbling with everyone else in that street yeah almost yeah. Mm. the lockdown would be different is what i meant yeah mm. yeah i guess so um another thing i'm, I'm rapidly running out of tv programs to watch or <laughs> movies does anyone have any suggestions <laughs> at all anyone be watching anything yeah football really mate <laughs> just just <the> football, yeah. <laughs> My sister and my girlfriend watched Bridgerton together. They said that, that was good. But, um, yeah, I heard about that. It's supposed to be all right. I, I can't vouch for it myself, mate. It's just uh, what I've heard. Adam, you don't strike me as a person who watches TV programmes or movies at all. Oh, I mean, I, I, watch, I, I watch a lot of TV. I don't like, watch... Like very... game show TV or like TV uh, well, series. Yeah, but you just watch, you just watch Challenge, don't yeah. you, Adam? I... I'm not a film person at all. I, I watched um, yeah. that. Uh, I watched yesterday the Beatles film uh, the other day. <laughs> yesterday, um, and that was quite good. But that, quite, <laughs> but that might be because I haven't seen a film for a long time, so I might just appreciate watching a film. But uh, I do watch a lot of TV. But it's I I I don't like binge watching them. I don't like watching it all in one go and wasting your day. I like to watch it daily or weekly, like it used to be traditionally in the, the good old days. The 70s. I, I, can, I, I already know that's not true because the amount of times <laughs> that we've binge watched something in in, in our yeah, house, Adam. Yeah, that's together. stuff that we've either it, or, I've already seen or stuff that's been around for a long oh, time. Okay. If it's like a new a new show or new series, I don't like to wait until they're all done and then watch them all at once. I like to watch them oh, as okay. they're on. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Are you traditional in everything you do, Adam? Just um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of setting your ways on you, I'd say. I, I like I like a routine, yeah. So if we were to name things that we think belonged on a Christmas dinner, would you tell us if we're right or wrong? <laughs> yeah, go on then. So if I said we'll start off basic and go turkey, of course, standard. Cauliflower. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, peas. Yeah, but not, but not cauliflower cheese. If you put, if, if you're having cauliflower oh, cheese, oh, cauliflower gravy, cheese is the best part. Yeah, but not with gravy. Well, if you do that, yeah. then you're a wrong one. <laughs> peas about peas Adam yeah now in in our house we tend to mix peas with butter beans which are not very common and people don't <laughs> know what they are but we but we put them two things together it's like a Christmas only sort of thing but but, but yes pe yes yes to peas yeah uh, oh I'm trying to think of someone else that might be a little bit controversial uh, Yorkshire pudding oh, oh definitely yeah I can't understand why that's not a thing I this this year the first year yeah. I thought trending on Twitter I thought People don't have Yorkshire pudding on a Christmas dinner. Go on, let someone else take over to stick them out. Parsnips. Yeah, roasted. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I'm not a heathen. Missional, aren't I? Does everyone have pigsy blankets all year round? Well, see, that... I don't know why that's not a thing. I mean, this is turning a Christmas special oh, part, isn't I cannot understand for the life of me why pigs and blankets. Aren't like a every Sunday the thing. Oh, I don't get it. That's, what, that's what I do. That's what I do. I, can I confess I didn't have any pigs and blankets this year. Did we, you just, know? we just we just forgot. Was that, you were wrong. Was that was that by choice? No, we generally we just we just we, we sat down and I just went. Have we got any pigs and blankets? I went. Oh, 
Then Barney's like, oh, never, never mind. You know, there's, bigger, there's quite literally bigger things going on in the world right now. <laughs> oh, well, I had one of the nicest. I had one of the nicest sandwiches, uh, pigs under blankets in a co-op meal deal that I took to a Spenny Mill game for half time. It was, if you could get that all year round, then that would be my go-to meal deal. But um, I don't think it is available all year round, unfortunately. So one thing that in my period of isolation I've been able to do quite a lot is um, watch a lot of footy. Normally I'm out the house or whatever, and you can't catch every single game. And I was really looking forward to one game in particular, and it was uh, the Liverpool-United game. But it turned into a little bit of a cagey affair, didn't it? It wasn't the sort of best game in the world. What did you, what did you make of it? To be honest, mate, I was, had it on in the background while I was doing a murder mystery via Zoom, so I didn't catch <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> I think I saw one good save from Alison and went, yeah. oh, something's happened, but... To be fair, my concentration was on my laptop screen rather than the TV. And probably for the best five. Uh, We did. It was Madam... I won't spoil it in case anyone's doing it because it's quite a popular thing that's going around. Um, It's for Macmillan cancer. So I won't spoil it just in case it's similar and other people try to do it. But yeah, I would recommend it. It's a really good murder mystery. I very much doubt that that that, that crossover of people people who listen to this. But uh, fair enough. Just in case, mate, I don't want to give any spoilers away. Well, we're making a killing doing this podcast every week, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> we need sponsoring. Right, anyway, did anyone else watch the match? Yeah, yeah. I think... I, um, I don't like to brag, but I did call it to be a nil-nil. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, I, don't, I, I think people even thought there was going to be loads of goals or no goals, and I was definitely in the camp of no goals because they never seems to be. And with Salah, Mane and Firmino not firing at the minute, I thought that Man United probably would go there as they tend to do recently, especially under Solskjaer at Anfield, is to not part the bus, but to defend for quite a lot of it. And they did have probably the best chances of the game, but again, Alisson's a top-class keeper and, and De Gea at the other end as well made some good saves, both on the day, world-class. I would probably say Alisson's a bit better, but yeah, they they were the difference really between the, the defence and the attack and the defence definitely came out on top for both teams. You said you predicted it, but it must be the one and only game this weekend that you didn't write a prediction for, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't predict. I, I just sit there and judge. Um, but no, no, to, no, one of your mates asked me, he went, what do you think? And I went, nil-nil. It's going to be nil-nil. I can't, and... I can't remember the last time that Liverpool and Man United played out a classic. I think it must have been, it must be seasons beyond seasons now. There's that one where uh, where Juan Mata saw that sort of overhead kick. I think did was, I think it was the same game. Yeah. Gerard gets sent off about a minute. Yeah, after was it was time. it two one to United or yeah, something? About like six or, years it was, was well. something similar to that, but it's, it's still not a massive yeah. scoreline game, is yeah. it? I mean, was the four one at, at Old Trafford a few years ago when Liverpool the scored penalties. the free kick? Yeah. Yeah, that was quite. That was, I mean, that was, was Gerard, it Desena who scored a free time, kick. Yeah. Remember about it was about three years ago when when it was being billed as Red Monday, and it was like days and days and days of build-up to the Monday night game. And I don't think there was a shot on target, and it finished nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> the one derby that always produces for me is the North London derby, and potentially not in this season. But I can remember seasons gone by. Was it 4-2 at the Emirates to Arsenal last season or the season before? That one always seems to produce. But Merseyside derby for me regularly produces, as does... Um, uh, when Liverpool take on United, the Manchester derby is okay. I think that one's all right. But yeah, North London derby is the one that I always keep my eye out for. I've got a question for you, Adam, and, and this is a, this is a genuine question. I promise, I, I don't mean this like sparkly or anything, because those two haven't got a derby anyway. At least yeah. we've got a derby. Um, but when was the last competitive fixture between Forest and and Notts? It was uh, August 2011 in the first round of the League Cup. And it and it oh, was it was at, at at the city ground. It was a t- fantastic game of football. It finished two uh, two after the, after the ninety. Went to extra time. We scored first mm. in extra time. And then a hundred and twenty third minute, Wes Morgan pops up with an absolute screamer from thirty yards behind the goal that I'm sat in, right right behind the shot, right in the top corner, last kick of the game. Hundred twenty third minute, they get three three. They went to penalties, and for some reason. All of our penalty takers decided to put the ball in the top right corner, and three of them put it over the top. So I think we lost penalty shootout four-one or something. <laughs> uh, the, the Jamaican Vincent Company. 
<laughs> I think that's the first and only time it'll ever be referenced as that. <laughs> so, just heading back, oh, rewind a bit, rewind a bit, rewind a bit, right? Going back to United, since we last spoke, just before Christmas, Ollie, he looked like he was going to be sacked, but let's be honest. Since then, he's turned it round and Man United sit top of the league. So what has clicked? What's, what's, what's went right for them? Is that why he's not here? Because he's been sacked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should say, we're missing Ollie today. And <laughs> we, 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 I, I, I don't know about you. I'm really missing Ollie today. He'd, he'd love a chat like this where it's proper open, wouldn't he? Mm. He's, he's that sort of guy. Yeah, he always, he's always but, got um, an opinion on Man United. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ollie, can, I, I couldn't make it to do unfortunately, but I'm sure we'll be back next week. Yeah. Um, right, anyway. Yeah, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah. What's clicked for him? You're doing right. Try and spell Solskjaer, Dan, would you? Just for a laugh. Oh, why are you so horrible? <laughs> I just think it's you can do it. Right. Because you, because you pronounced it right first time, which was, yeah. I'm not going to say. But you answer our right. question and we'll answer yours. Well, I don't want to. I'll just move on to uh, <laughs> Liverpool's front three. Go on, go on, have a um, go. I'll just, I'll just right, between oh, you have okay. a go. Right, Sol, right, S O L S. No, no, that's already wrong. I'm going to struggle with that. I'll be honest, in my, in my, like I said, I haven't made any notes. I wrote down his name, but I've spelled it S O L S J E A E R. Well, you've got nearly all the right letters, not all of them are in the right order, but. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you. Well, last time I come on, have a go. No. No, nah, mate. Oh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's... oh go on, go on. <laughs> oh, no, I, was, I was just going to say, I'm still struggling to spell Michael Heckwood's name, so I'm never getting this whole show. It's S O L, you got that far. Then it's a K. Uh, no, it's not. No, no it's not. Hey, <laughs> you said it. I've written it down in front of you. Bye, 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 bye. It's S O L S K. J-A-E-R but the A-E is one of them letters that's, that's joined together to make, to make one yeah. letter because he's from yeah. from where from Nor- Norway yeah. <laughs> 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 right I'm going to ask you this last time what has clicked at Manchester United why are they top of the league and why is Oli not out of a job why is he still in that job why are they top of the league go answer the question Cheers, lads. Right, anyway, <laughs> we'll never find out the answer to that. But I'm going to change it, right? What's happened to Liverpool's front three? Because they can't score goals and they were the most prolific attack in the league in these past few seasons. Are we going to answer anything today? I've got some more random topics yeah. at the end of no, the day. No, 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 no. Go back to the Man United one. I just needed 30 seconds to think. Right. Yeah, yeah you spent it on it. It's quite a hard question. For Liverpool, what I'd say, something I noticed with the game against Man United is whenever they used to get the ball sort of into the final third, Robertson and Alexander-Arnold on, on both flanks, they'd get that ball, they'd get the ball out the feet and they'd get across into the middle. And either Firmino would perhaps get his head on it, you have a a midfielder arriving that would perhaps get, get on the end of it, or Salah and Mane would react so quickly to, to the second ball if it was cleared initially that you'd get so many goals from that. Yesterday, I know, uh, not yesterday, whenever the game was, which was yesterday, but for the edit purposes, wasn't yesterday. <laughs> um, <laughs> in, the, in the game the other day. Just to clarify, Adam, when was the game? Uh, it was on Sunday, wasn't it? The same yes. as that film you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they got in, in, into the final third, their, their body shape was just to always go backwards. They never, I don't think they put one early cross into the box, whether that's because they thought Maguire particularly, but Lindelof as well, would, would just mop that up easily, I don't know. But something that I've noticed with Liverpool a little bit is that, that that urgency to get the ball in the box is just not there anymore, which is perhaps why we're not seeing Robertson and Alan Ronald get as many assists as we were. And Trent particularly, I think a lot of people are saying, hasn't quite been to the form he's been for the last year, year and a half, which is also probably because of that stat. 
Yeah, for me, it's the difference in the terms of midfield where I think Man United are edging out over Liverpool at the moment. I think Liverpool drastically missed Jordan Henderson in that midfield three. I don't think any, I mean, Thiago's just coming back. I know he's a world-class player, but I don't think we've seen the best of him in a Liverpool shirt yet. Uh, Fabinho again needs to be for me in that midfield and that is your midfield three at the moment for Liverpool I think I think it's Fabinho, Henderson and Thiago uh, quite outright whereas Man United have put Scott McTominay in midfield now who two years ago would be saying Scott McTominay should be starting for Manchester United but he's proved himself over the last couple of weeks alongside Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandes we all know what a quality addition he's been since they brought him in last January but he's finally being able to take that pressure away from Paul Pogba. And Pogba, who I think lined up against Liverpool on the left-hand side of midfield, which might seem uh, a bit of a weird move from Solskjaer, but it uh, again gave him that freedom with Bruno drifting in towards uh, to support Martial. It means Pogba can then drift into that space. And I think it might not have worked against Liverpool, but against the teams beforehand, it's mean that Fernandes and Pogba can have the space and the creativity that they need to produce the quality football that Manchester United uh, have to then win games. Can they still play United? Or do you think that they'll fall away? They've not quite got the, the manager who's been there and won titles and done that. Really, the only thing he's got in his CV currently is the fact that he's got Cardiff City relegated. <laughs> he doesn't know how to win a league yet, does he? But can he do it? I don't, th- I don't think he can win the league, not this season. He can, he can, he can finish in the top four, yeah, definitely. But he, even that, he still relies on team like Liverpool, City, uh, even Leicester slipping up really and and not playing to the hundred percent. Maybe Leicester are playing to the hundred percent, but even like I say, even they they still gonna have to lose games at some point. Otherwise, Leicester will romp the romp to the league title, same as if it was saying the same about Liverpool or Spurs or. Or of course Manchester United. So I think the squad's not bad. Bruno Fernandez holds a lot of weight in that squad, I think. And the fact that he didn't maybe have his best game shows why Manchester United didn't win. Uh, I still do worry about the defence as well and worry whether De Gea is going to find his best form. But he did what was asked of him and the defence did what, what was asked of them as well against Liverpool. And regardless of the fact that the Liverpool attack isn't in, in form, as we've mentioned, yeah, they've still got to be very wary that they are three world-class players ahead of them and wanting to tear into them. I think they did try in the first 30 minutes Liverpool, but that defence stood strong and Manchester United got back into we've it. We've touched on a few of Liverpool's problems. Um, do you think that they're the sort of team that like to be an underdog? You see it in the past. They like to be 3-0 down in a, in a way for a Champions League tie, could bring it back and win the game. In the past seasons, they've, been, they've had the grudge that they haven't won the Premier League. Now that they've won the Premier League, are they the sort of team that would prefer to be second chasing the pack rather than a team that can defend a, a title, if you, if you get my drift? Are they, do they like to be the underdog, Liverpool? I'd say they're in a position now that they've never really been in because, obviously, they hadn't won the league title before, last, before the end of last season for 30 years. And I think it's almost a mindset that they've been trying so hard as a club, and some players have been there for a long, long time, been trying so hard to get that elusive league title. And now they've got it. It's almost a case of, oh, well, we've done that now. Well, now what do we do? And I'm not saying yeah. that they're not trying, they don't care. I mean, of course they do. But I think it's just as a, as a general mindset, they're kind of like, well, we've done that now. And it's hard to kind of really get yourself going again when you've tried as a club for 30 years to achieve something that you've only, that you only well, just, just achieved say- now. How high are the fans' expectations now? I mean, you look at Ollie, and he's sometimes in our in our group chat. He's he's not happy, is he, with the way things are going with Liverpool? And you're thinking, as a Borough fan, I'm thinking, God, how can you be mourning? How yeah. can, how can are, you be mourning after the past few Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and and like, that's the sort of thing, though. Like, it, it's obviously natural that with success comes expectations, and as them expectations have been have, have got higher. Liverpool fans are now starting to pick. I've heard Liverpool fans pick at Salah. Firmino, that absolutely loved him a couple mm. of seasons ago, now he's the worst player in the world. It's, and even Klopp, the, the questioning Klopp, the person who's won them, uh, pretty much the, big, the biggest trophies that any club can win. But now the questioning, well, why, why has he not went out and signed a centre-back? Why are we playing Henderson? Why are we playing Fabinho there? What's he tactically getting wrong here? 
it's it's very interesting to see how Liverpool will fare for the rest of the season. Moving on to another under pressure sort of manager, I think that um, Frank Lampard is the next person you've got to go. He's had a rough time of late, to say the very least, hasn't he? He's in an awful run of games. He's scraped past Fulham the other day in ten man Fulham, wasn't it as well? He's the sort of guy that last season he couldn't do any wrong really. He had a, a he was obviously transfer embargoed, and with the young side that he had, he got them Champions League. Absolutely brilliant achievement for such an inexperienced manager. But now all of a sudden, fast forward a couple of months, and he's the favourite to get sacked next in the league. What's went mm. wrong there? I think it's a little bit what we just touched on, Dan, in terms of the fact that I think his first job at Derby, there, were, there was little pressure on him there to succeed. I think he might have peaked too early in terms of taking that Derby County side limited in what it was to the uh, playoff final and then immediately get in the Chelsea job from that. Uh, again, last season at Chelsea, there was little pressure on him. No one expected Chelsea to finish top four in the league. I think most people had them down as just scraping into Europa League uh, transfer embargo. Like, um, he was bringing a lot of the same players that had just taken at Derby into the Chelsea team. And there was little, especially with Hazard leaving, little that people thought that Chelsea would be able to do. And to get that Chelsea team into the Champions League, I think, was a remarkable triumph for Frank, for Frank Lampard last season. But then the amount of money that he spent this, this last summer the pressure is then ultimately then on that team to perform. Um, and we looked, I think, I was talking with a, with a few mates before the season, I think, well, Chelsea might be title challengers with the amount of well, quality. Well, they have to be, don't they? Yeah, no, I mean, you, you can't spend be, that yeah. much money and not be but, title challengers. But, but Timo Verma, Ferner, yet to score in the Premier League. I mean, yeah. I mean, but is that Frank Lampard's I mean, fault? That's quite rude. Well... I don't think so, but you've got to take some sort of blame for a striker not finding the back of the net, surely. Yeah, I mean, you look at the signings, and it's not just Timo Werner, is it? It's it's um, Chilwell's looked okay. Thiago Silva's looked, mm. I think, a great signing. To be honest with you, Thiago yeah. Silva's been brilliant. Havertz, Havertz, he's only young. He is, you've got to give him that, but he, he really hasn't shown anything so far. He looks, I don't even know what he looks like. He looks like he couldn't fit in a Brighton squad mm-hmm. at the minute. That sort of player. Yeah. Um, the worst, yeah. Werner obviously is just. The, the worst thing for me is I think Chelsea a month or two ago had had a really good vein of form when they played a 4-2-3-1 formation and you had Ziyech who could drift in one field, Pulisic on one wing and you had that defensive solidity with I think it was Mountain and Kante playing next to each other, it might have been Jorginho but then it's Frank Lampard went away from that and went no I'm a 4-3-3 manager, I did it at Derby, this is what I want to do at Chelsea and it meant that Werner and Abraham were one of them had to play out of position if you wanted to play them both in that system and it's just not worked since then, I think it's that almost um, narrow, I don't want to call it narrow-mindedness to play this one formation, but I don't think he's got a plan B at the moment. So how long has Lampard got left if he carries on in this vein of form? I think he gets the rest of the season because I I, I think he've, he's spent that much, that amount of money, it must have totaled at least over 100, 150 million. Um, you've got to give him a season to justify that, otherwise but can, then there's no point in spending can, that money. Can the squad of players not uh, risk not being in the Champions League? You're talking there about Thiago Silva at the end of his career, who'd love to play mm-hmm. in the Champions League again. Um, Havertz, who was the Bundesliga's probably yeah. best talent last season. Like Werner even. All, all of these sorts of players, they have to be playing Champions League football, surely. So can, can um, Abramovich really risk and he, obviously, we've known the fact uh, in the past he is really trigger happy. He will make the decision, ruthless decisions to to get results, and it's worked for them in the past. Do you think that he'll give Lampard the sentiment and and keep him on, or not? I think what you mentioned there, Dan. I don't. I don't think that's a question you'd be asking. It should be if if these players, did, if we believe that they're they're good enough to play the Champions League, they deserve to play the Champions League. They've proved in the past that they can play and and not just play, but be some of the best players in the Champions League then why aren't they doing it now for Chelsea? And I think it's harsh to say that they haven't done it all season because they were, very, I thought, very good at the start of the season. Maybe Kai Havertz is probably the one that's been poor pretty much since signing. I think Werner definitely showed signs of being a very good striker at the start and then it's just seemingly lost confidence, especially in the Premier League, as we mentioned. Um, but still, but Ziyech, he had a slow start and I think he 
he's come into it as well. As you mentioned, Thiago Silva's been the big rock at the back, if you like, and has been solid all season. Goalkeepers, though, as well. They've got a real problem there, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, I say I, I don't. I, I think Kepa is is done. Um, Mendy, easily go that way. Yeah, no, and and it's, it's weird because the best goalkeeper they had probably was Willy Caballero, so isn't it? So, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't know what they're going to do with that situation. I, I don't. I don't. I couldn't even suggest a name for them to sign at the, at the minute. I don't. I don't know who would be available. Like, it would have to be another young young goalkeeper, but. Again, that's another massive risk. But as I was saying, these players have played the Champions League before. They've, they've all definitely played minimum Europe League football, even the ones that were at Chelsea before. They need to step up and show why they should be playing in the in the Champions League next season. The only one that looks any good in that attack, if you like, at the minute, is Mason Mount. And then you can maybe make arguments for Abraham and, and even maybe Giroud up front. When they get their chances, they tend to play well. But but for me, the only the only one that's consistent at the minute is is Mason Mount. One team that's been pretty consistent over the past few weeks, uh, pretty unstoppable at the minute is Manchester City. They've really turned it round. Um, Guardiola's got them playing the way that we're used to seeing with Man City, just dominating games, just seeing teams off. But what's changed with Man City, I think, is um, the fact that they're not just outscoring teams; they're now not conceding. I think the one goal in the past, have I had something like eight games. Something ridiculous like that, and John Stones, very surprised by that one. He was, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy for him because I, I captained him in my fancy team this week, <laughs> which I thought was a bit of a rogue move. But two goals in a clean sheet, nah, I don't think it's Pep Guardiola that's the happy boss at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Are you comparing yourself to Pep? Wouldn't dream of it, Dan. Wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna mention this with, with, with Lampard, and I think that. That, that Lampard has, has suffered as one of the most by not having fans in the ground. I think if there was fans mm, yes. in the ground at Stamford Bridge, they'd, they'd be behind Lampard because he's such a, such a Chelsea legend. On the contrary, I think that no fans has helped, really helped Man City. Because, Why? Because they haven't got anywhere. <laughs> yeah, because the plan is just to say, no. Because, yeah. <laughs> because whenever things start, start to go wrong at Man City and, and if they went a goal down somewhere or things weren't going quite right, the fans would, would not turn, but they've come to expect yeah. such high standards over the past 5, 10, mm-hmm. 15 years even. Yeah. But when you slip under them, which they did a little bit last season, let's be honest, you know, you're going to know about it. Is that perhaps what we're seeing at Liverpool as well? The fact that, obviously, we, the, the cop, they, they go 1-0 down, they're behind them. Yeah. We're not seeing that at the minute. Are we? The Liverpool fans aren't there for Liverpool. I know we're going back to them, but it's, it's, it's interesting how each team is different in this league. And how some have really relished the fact that there's no fans, and some they can't cope without fans. I'm not. I'm not too sure of them. I, mean, I I get what you're saying, but I mean they still haven't lost at home yet this season, have they? They still, still yeah. on that yeah. fantastic run. But, but they think, have dropped a lot of points. But you definitely have. I think that I think that people now I think we're kind of used to it. And I know that when I was going to spending more games with Sam, and then we got to the start of December and we went to York, we went to Brackley, and there was fans in. And for me, that 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 was really weird to have fans back in again. It's become normal mm. to have empty stadiums. Mm-hmm. So I think it affects every team differently because we'd all become so accustomed and have become so accustomed to no fans being in. That it, yeah. But that still plays a big part. And, it, and as you said, it, it affects teams differently as an individual team. But Man City, I think, has really helped because if they do fall behind, if things don't go so well, they, they, they know how capable they are. They look across to their dugout, they see Pep Guardiola and think, will probably be all right. And if they just keep playing the way that they know that they should, then you'll see what, what happened on Sunday and they'll put four past a decent Palace side. Obviously, you've touched there on, the, on, the, on football as a whole at the minute. With, obviously, we've got no fans in. Should football actually be going ahead at the minute? Are we, what are we saying in terms of that? Throwing you on the spot there a little bit, haven't you? Because I know it's a big topic and it's a little yeah. bit of a, a tough one. But what's, what's everyone's general gist about it all? What, should, should, in this current state, in the world that we're living in... I mean, we've heard the, the awful news today about um, Steve Cottrell and the fact that he's uh, currently, obviously, suffering with COVID-19. Is this the sort of awful event that could see the, the halt of football at the minute as, as, as things stand? I think so. I think you've seen so many cases with clubs up and down the country of 
Um, I think just with our club down Borough last week, I think there was half the team had it or something um, before that Brentford Cup game at Spenny Moor. Um, a few few of their games. I mean, we haven't played a game in 2021, have we, Adam? Exactly. I think we meant to have five games up up until this point and none of them have gone ahead. And then there's the news today that they're going to give out loans rather than um, grants for football teams in in the National League and in the National League North and South. And I just think there's so much going against football at the moment that it it probably shouldn't be going ahead. But on on the contrary, I, I... we need something at the moment yeah. to grasp and cling on to in terms of hope and in, in terms of entertainment. Mental health. Football. Exactly. Football is one of the things, and it, it might seem soppy to say, but it's one of the things that's keeping me going throughout this no, entire no, lockdown. No, no, no. And, uh, and I, 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 it, like you say, Dan, mental health-wise, it would, be, it would be so detrimental to thousands and thousands of people in this country um, to not have something to look forward to at the weekend. I mean, what, what you're touching on there is the fact that, yeah, if football is cancelled, you can watch all the movies you want, but people need something live, people need something current and unpredictable. I know the end to every single Lord of the Rings film. I, do you know what I mean? I know it word by word. I, I need to know, will Arsenal beat Newcastle in this, in this 90 minutes? I want to see entertainment. That, that's live entertainment. And it's it's no no. <laughs> <laughs> Very boring. Honestly, you can go for all I care. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's what I'd say. That I, I mean, it is really difficult because it's people's livelihoods we're talking about here. But mm-hmm. health health really should come first. And what do yeah. we make about the celebrations thing? Because. I find it very strange because um, Madison did a, a funny celebration, should we say, where he pretended to shake the hands of people. And then two seconds later, he went over and actually hugged them anyway. Yeah. So, like, them, I mean, they were all like praising him and stuff, saying, so, no, oh, that's how you do it. And I was thinking. I know this as well. Um, at the Riverside, Scott Hogan as well, he, when he scored, he put his hands up to say, oh, don't come near me. Yeah. And then I don't know which, which Birmingham City player it was, but they came and hugged him whilst he still had his hands up saying, I'm not hugging him. I promise. <laughs> it was such a good photo. Oh, yeah. I think for me is that I, you can see it two ways. You can see it in that people, and as I mean, you've said, a lot of people are going to be watching at the minute, more so than perhaps than normal. And they're going to see people hugging and getting really close to each other. And they're going to say, well, if they can do it, I can. But at the same yeah. time, realistically, I don't think, too, I don't think meant that, that many people are really thinking that. They're probably using it as, as an excuse, if anything. And these are people yeah, that are tested well, probably more than anybody else in the country. I, I was just going to say, but the only issue that, to play devil's advocate on that, Adam, is the fact that they're tested twice a week, yeah, but also you're getting a breakout of a team like pretty much every day at the minute, a breakout within oh, the but, squad. So it's not exactly working, is it? You are, but the issue is that the, the Premier League was, was in, all the, in all the government press conferences that there were, that, that the sports secretary or the culture secretary sorry, came mm-hmm. out and spoke about and mental health continuing, it was always Premier League. Premier League will carry on. Premier League will do this. Premier League will do that. Almost oblivious to the to the five levels of football below that that are classes elite and carry on. And so the Premier League has had mandatory testing in from the very start when football was introduced. I was amazed that what a week ago, a week and a half ago, that the AFL has said the mandatory testing will become a thing. I was amazed it wasn't already. Yeah, it's, it's, it's utterly ridiculous how we've got to ten months into a pandemic. Football's been played for probably, what, four or five months of that. And only now is testing being mandatory. And as Sam alluded to just a minute ago, in the National League, there is, there is no funding for testing. And the funding that is now being given to clubs is being given to them as loans and not grants. So they're almost... And so now the National League, as a governing body, will loan, if it's agreed, which I very much doubt it will be, but is going to loan this money to teams say you must spend some of this loan on testing your players and then we want you to pay it back. The, the, whole, the whole system, virtually all levels of the game, is just completely wrong on testing. It's not right. And, and I understand the mental health thing and I, I completely get it. Mm-hmm. But you almost feel as if the Premier League, the EFL, the National League, the FA as a whole, it sounds really bad, but they're kind of just hoping that things will be all right. Same day by well, day thinking, oh, it'll be all right. But the thing is, like, we just saw Steve Cottrell, the, the yeah. manager, he's been in intensive care. He looks like he's now on the mend, and that's fantastic news. But what's it going to take? Is it going to take someone dying? Is, it, is that what it's going to take for the football authorities to say, oh, hang on, perhaps we shouldn't be continuing? Because, yes, they're, they're really healthy. They're elite athletes. They'll probably be all right, as will the majority of people in the country. They'll probably be all right if they contract it. 
but there's that chance that you won't be and it is incredibly avoidable really avoidable for footballers to be able to avoid this just by not playing so just a one word answer should football continue in the current state of uh, camp look I, I, I would have said yes before January but, but I, I, I think I've changed my decision on that so I'd probably say no Sam I want it to yes should it be probably not and Adam I'm assuming you're it, a no it just depends on what on what the alternative is if, if the alternative is null and void and pretend the season never happened then, then football should carry on because that's not a viable option I don't think if it's mm. a case of we halt it for a month we halt it for six weeks until a lot of people have been vaccinated by which point all of the people in the top four clinical groups should have received their vaccine in, in four weeks or so time. Mm-hmm. And then that point you can carry on and put a delay into the following season. Then that would seem a sensible thing to do for me. Dan? I'm enjoying hosting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so difficult for me because I'd say as football is now, put it on pause for like literally a few weeks and then see what, what the situation is. Because I think in a few weeks time, to be honest with you, I mean, it might be tempting for you, but I think it might really start calming down with the, especially with the national lockdown. And on a personal level as well, for me, if if football gets stopped and if we get told it won't start again till August, then I'm I'm out of a job for seven months, and in a situation where it's incredibly difficult to get a job in the first place, that's that that would sway me personally into saying football should should carry on. But obviously, there's a lot more bigger arguments above above mm-hmm. me that would suggest it probably shouldn't. Talking a little bit away from, from coronavirus and now, and you've just mentioned touched on it a little bit there. We haven't actually told anyone what we kind of do. Have we ever? <laughs> what, what do we do? As, uh, as, as jobs, go on, no, can you do a lot? Go on, tell them what you do. I don't really call it a job. No, though, plug it. It's your, it's your chance to plug it. Go on. Yeah, go on, Cam. Well, I, I am a freelance journalist. We'll call it that. Um, a sport journalist, preferably. Um, open to work if anyone's listening. I was, I was talking about your football manager <laughs> achievements. Oh, yeah. To, to, I, had, I had a weird feeling you was going to ask me about my, about my football manager, but I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I I just do a bit of um, bit of blogging. You know, I won Blogger of the Year at university, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. Um, so, yeah, I cover the the right, uh, 11 <laughs> I'd used content from years and years and years ago well, that's, that's how you would <laughs> well I didn't cheat as much as some people in that uh, that specific award but um, anyway I cover the 11 Yorkshire teams um, based from the from League 2 upwards uh, and, and yeah that's basically all I do oh, then name yeah. them all um, so you got you got Sheffield Wednesday, you've got Sheffield United, Leeds United, Huddersfield, I'm gonna count them on think on my fingers here. Um Bradford City, Harrogate Town, Borough, who are Yorkshire, Hull, uh Barnsley, Rotherham, Doncaster. Well done. Brothers. Brilliant stuff. Well played. Well played. And uh, Adam and Sam, you're quite you've got a bit of a joint career going on, you could say in some ways, couldn't yeah. you? Honestly, how many people have broke up over Zoom? Probably quite a lot. They do like that. Oh, you hang up. You hang up. I right, oh, love each other a lot so far today, Sam. So, so you go. And then I'll correct so you. So me and Adam are media assistants at Spenny Moor Town and we have been since August last season. Um, we initially started in a commentary role and I think we've both branched out into helping out more on a match day, haven't we, in terms of photography and using the cameras at the Alfreton game and um, there's, there's a lot to get involved with at the moment, especially because the streaming game's live. But uh, I think it's a job that we're both thoroughly enjoying and uh, hopefully a foot in the door for future endeavours, but um, we wish, we'll, we're hoping that they uh, get promotion to the National League this season. Lost out in a playoff final a few years ago on penalties, cruelest way uh, to bow out, but um, hopefully this year they can go one better. And I must say, I think these are all doing a splendid job. And Ollie as well, he's, he's doing a, a teaching um, degree at the minute, isn't he? he uh, is. PGC, I think. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's what in it's English. called. PGCE. Yeah. Yes. And English. And, um, I, don't, I don't know what it's called, actually. 
postgraduate <laughs> education is my guess, but I could be wrong. Yeah, something like that. We'll go. We'll go with that. Um, but yeah, he's he's doing a great job, and he'll make a good little teacher because I've I've learned a lot of Ollie over the years. He's a <laughs> he's a good lad, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, Go on, Dan, like, yourself. How much Shakespeare have you learned off him, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> At least he's not, I wish he was teaching geography. That, that'd do me <laughs> all right, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, Go on, Dan. I'm quite fortunate in the fact that I've got... Um, I'm, a, I'm a freelancer, um, BBC Radio Tees, and uh, it's, it's quite nice to work in the local area and work on sport as well. I, I, I never always dreamed of working to do with... Because basically, when I grew up, I was always like, Oh, I've, I've got to be a footballer. I want to be a footballer. That's the only way of life. If if I'm not a footballer, then what the hell do I do? The next best thing is to work in football, and it's it's quite a privilege to do that. And um, I'm really really happy with the way things are. And I also work at a supermarket, which is an absolute nightmare. <laughs> and I'm not going to the supermarket just in case, but uh, it's a nightmare. Um, but yeah, I just I also like to say like, what what's your like future aspirations, lads? What what what's the ultimate goal? Get a job. <laughs> I applied. I applied for a job at Betfred today, so that's, that's where it's going for me. That's a bit of a gamble, isn't it? <laughs> if you get it, Cam, do you reckon they could sponsor the podcast? I'll, 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 I'll try my best. I'll try my best. I, if, by the way, if anyone's listening and the, the, they're unemployed, please don't go for that Betfred job. I really. Do. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I seen a weird market the other day, by the way, in betting. It was um, for the Liverpool United game, and it was how many times will a com- oh, if the commentator say a certain phrase? Yeah, do you not yeah. think that's a bit odd? I think. <laughs> I don't of, think. I don't, I'm not. I I'm, think not it helps. I'm not curious anything, but it's a bit dodgy, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Like you know, like, in between, it's, I don't know. That's a bit dodgy, mate. Yeah, that's it reminds me of the uh, Pie Gate with Sutton United. Yeah. yeah, Wayne Shaw, I think his name was, wasn't it? Yeah. Go on, go on, what's your future aspirations, uh, Sam and Adam? Really putting you on the spot today. Those still be I do apologise. Uh, well, today, yeah, I mean, mine is whatever Sam does, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, to be honest, uh, I can't. I'll tell I can't you what, you, you should be conjoined. You should be conjoined. You should be conjoined like the uh, Ollie Shaw, you know, the lettering. It's you and Sam now. You're, you're together forever. <laughs> Like that. To be fair, I mean, the worst thing is we've actually been compared to Ant and Deck by quite a few people on the streams at Spenny <laughs> yeah. So, uh, partly because Sam's one's which? Northern. Uh, well, oh, Sam's yeah. a tall one, isn't he? So he's going to be Ant and I've got to be Deck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, in, in all seriousness, I can't, I can't stay at Spenny for quite a few seasons to come. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's something really special happening in that club at the minute. They're doing things the right way. Um, they they don't just blow money; they invest well, and they and they and they, I, I mean they have got good backing behind them. But even even so, money doesn't buy you success. That's clear to see with how many failures you've seen at football clubs over the last ten fifteen years. But they they just they, they do things the right way, and they're a really well worked club. And I feel like they could yeah. achieve promotion to the national league, potentially even to the football league in the next sort of three to five years. And I I, I would like to be a part of that. Yeah, I'd echo that. I think it's a really Shock. well-run club to be a part of. What, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I, I want to leave straight yeah, away. I hate it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll join Darlow. They do things the right way. <laughs> no, um, I think uh, I, uh, I really enjoyed being a part of spending over these past two seasons. And uh, like Adam says, they're a really well-run club, backing behind them, definitely doing things and going in the right direction. And hopefully we can both be a part of that journey into the National League and, fingers crossed, the Football League, optimistically, but not unrealistically. Yeah. Um, so stick apart as Spenny more for as long as I'm allowed to be involved with, as long as I can, and see where it goes from there. But, um, yeah, the uh, the goal is to be hopefully part of a media team of a football club. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely agree with that. Um, that's... I don't. I don't really know. I don't know what my aspiration is anymore. I, I did joke and say, "Oh, it's just to get a job," but it kind. It kind of is. I think <laughs> you know, a little step. Um, you know, but yeah, part of him. I I applied for a job at Everton. I don't know if anyone saw. It was in the. I don't know. Ancelotti got it instead. Yeah, no shame. <laughs> no, I recently got a PhD job on football. <laughs> um, uh, no, uh, there was a 
media exec job again if anyone sees this i don't know if it's still going but please don't fly <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah um, I've I've not got high ups that one because because most of the ones I've applied for I haven't I haven't got but you never know um but yeah some I'm not saying Everton I'll not say Everton I'll say uh, I'll say Leighton Orient as an example I'd love to work for Leighton Orient um bit of a downgrade you know. there like I'm not gonna lie <laughs> uh, you know, in case they're listening I'm gonna say they're, they're a fantastic club they're doing everything the right way and I expect them to be in the championship um oh it's it's uh, the Gelder Group Stadium. Is the Gelder Group? Gelder Group? It's not a Gelder Group, is it? Oh no, it's that somewhere else. No, that's. Oh no, sorry, no, I've messed up. I've messed up because that's. Oh no, I've got Lincoln on my brain. He, he loves Lighting Orient. I've got Lincoln. Yeah. I've got. Loves them. Oh, no, it's. It, it has changed though. It's not. It's not the. It's not the original name. It's got a sponsored name, but I can't remember what it is. I know it's got a sponsored name. It's Brisbane Road as far as I know. I well, think I got, it's called got the Matroom Stadium for a yeah, bit. Yeah. Is, it, is it still called the Matroom Stadium? I, I don't know if... It, I, I don't know. That yeah. doesn't ring a bell. Brisbane Road Stadium, Brisbane. currently known as Matroom Stadium. Brisbane. There's a bunch of reasons. Brisbane. Also... Brisbane. <laughs> is that what I said? Brisbane, yeah. I do apologise. <laughs> Brisbane. I just been watching all those Batman films. That's what it is, lads. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. To echo what Sam said, I'd be part of a meeting. Media, a media team at a football club, but but equally, you know, you know, doing something based around you know the team that I support, Sheffield Wednesday, would be, mm. you know, would be a dream come true. Whether it's just writing in the local newspaper about them, or you know, or working working for them directly, that'd be amazing. I seen a tweet um, the other day, and it said if footballers had normal jobs, <laughs> right? And I found it quite interesting. I. I think it was Jack, mate, and he has a, a mint podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I'm trying to plug that as if, like, oh, I've got, we've got some sort of <laughs> leg to stand on. But anyway, yeah, he, he put some funny ones out there, and it was uh, Smith Raw, and he, he works in TK Max, he folds jeans class. Um, I thought, one, Scott Parker, car salesman. I'll tell you what, he could sell me any car in the world if I could afford it. He strikes me as that sort of guy. Do you know what I mean? Do, do you have any on your mind? I've really put you on the spot today, haven't I? I do apologize. George Friend could make a good farmer. He looks like that sort of guy. What, <laughs> because oh, he grew up in Devon? <laughs> yeah. Instead of Cameron, didn't he? Aubameyang looks like a DJ. Have you got, I'll tell you what, anyone suggested ideas here? Yeah, have you got a yeah, can we <laughs> move on? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right, I reckon that's all we've got time for on the Rematch podcast for today. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, shoot a follow us on Twitter at Rematch Podcast, as well as on iTunes and Spotify. Oh, that, that was it. Oh, close. The, the Breyer Group. I don't know if you can, you want to see on there. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go for the wrong thing.